Welcome to the Balkan Talks, where we discuss everything business and news related to the Western Balkans. The Balkan Talks is brought to you by WBBG, your partner for doing business in the Western Balkans region. Enjoy the episode. Change started at around 2010. These image for doing this image for doing business with these countries, we're still not on half at the at the half point. We're going to have to keep improving for the next 15, 20 years, doing our best and making sure that all the cooperations that we have are done well, are done in in good relation with people. We do we offer quality services, quality products. We show the world that as individuals we're professional, as com- our companies can provide what is required of them, working with the latest international quality standards, all these things. And we're going to have to do this for the next couple of decades. And I see a future. I see a future that's quite bright because you see the, you see, you see the potential right now with a lot of pockets of industry and good uh, high quality services and products. So, Sandro, Sanir, I have a question for you. Go ahead. What's your favorite Japanese anime? Oh my god, I I actually have no experience with Japanese anime. No, <laughs> no comment. Okay, very, very unsure about this. Uh, all right, right. Yeah. This is the Balkan talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> by the way, I will not say that this is the Balkan talk right now. We're not going to talk like for now. To be clear, we are not going to talk about Corona. We talked about it like twice before. We think it's now time to, to let, let that topic go a little bit. I so, think people really want something non-Corona, right? Really? Now. Yeah. Really? I'm mm, done with it a bit. Me a bit. too, me yeah, too, really. Yeah, if I, so so the reason why I asked you about the um, anime, what your favorite anime is, is because... Um, have you seen the poster <laughs> of Vucic? <laughs> It was literally one of the best things and also one of the most horrifying things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> We're going to put it up on the on the thumbnail probably. And yeah, if, yeah. If you we, ever see we, this we will. on like, YouTube I, I, or whatever. I have a copy here. Okay. So unfortunately, our listeners can't see this. No, but they can listen to they can they hear can it. Listen, you, can, you can listen to the crackle. <laughs> but, <laughs> Some um, ASMR right there. ASMR right there. But it's, um, yeah, like I think a lot of people might have seen this already. Uh, a beautiful poster with uh, our uh, Serbian president, um, uh, Alexander Vucic on it, yeah, and uh, I can't I can't read the the, the Chinese. Uh, it's on it. Chinese, right? It's Chinese, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Japanese bridge wasn't that correct anyway. No, but it looks like an anime poster, man. It that, looks like that's a, true. It, look, it looks like an intro for yeah. for some anime. So so if people haven't seen, um, I think this week or last week there was this poster um, which um, I think a tourist, a tourist organization or the tourist management organization from Serbia posted because they're starting a new campaign um, in in China actually to promote tourism to Serbia. Which you know, great that 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 that's like smart marketing and that that that's a place where you have to go. But then there's this poster. I don't know. Like, what have you, you seen it? Like I've you've seen, seen it. it. I've yeah. seen it shortly. Yeah. So can you describe the poster? Yeah. So it's it's basically like like baby blue everywhere. There are Chinese quotes. And then you have Alexander Vucic filling like two thirds of the whole thing. You see a power plant in the background, which 
No, by the way, I found I found it very random. Like, why did they put the Novi Beograd power plant like on the back? Because that's what I think it is, uh, the Nikola Tesla power plant in Bel in uh, Belgrade, Belgrade. And I was like, why would you put like a power plant on the back of your tourism poster, which you're gonna like spread around, you know, in China? And then I actually found out that um, Serbia and China signed uh, an agreement three years ago that uh, a Chinese company or somebody, some organization, would um, uh, build new heating pipes all over Belgrade, I think Serbia too. Huge contract. Um, and they would you know, start from the Nikola Tesla power plant. So I think this is some kind of like very subtle reference to that project, putting it into this tourism poster. But nobody's gonna get it in China, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, why did you put it in? I, th I bet the Chinese would be like, oh, I'm gonna see this power plant yeah. in Serbia. <laughs> so like, there are like a, a million beautiful things in Serbia which you could have put on the background of this poster. Why did you put a power plant there? So that that that's something I find fascinating. Um, there are a lot of Chinese, uh, yeah, there's just Chinese in general on it, which I can't read. But then there's you know, so I don't want to like be negative about the look, but. It's, it could have been a better picture too, right? So, <laughs> well, yeah. Alexander, don't, don't, please let me into Serbia next time. <laughs> Come over. I, th I think but he's going to unfriend you. He's going to unfriend me on, on, on Facebook and LinkedIn and everywhere. Does he follow our, our Instagram? Well, yes, of course. Every Balkan president follows our Instagram hashtag. No, no, I mean at, at WBBG. WBBG official. Follow yeah. us if you haven't already. Alexa Alexander Vucic, super fan. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it's okay. So we're going to put this picture up on, like it will be on the thumbnail so you can see it too. If you haven't seen this, Google Alexander Vucic tourism China poster. I think you'll find it then. It's one of the more beautiful things I've seen, uh, but also horrifying uh, lately. <laughs> so um, yeah, I very much... I'm wondering if this is going to have effect. Because if you put a... I'm still the power plant, man. Like, I understand you want to attract businesses, right? What do you mean? But I mean, power plants is the symbol of, of energy, of, of, of prosperity, of we got our shit at, in order. And, you know, it's... it's it's. Yeah, but are you targeting Chinese consumers or Chinese businesses? Because now you're doing... Like, as a communications professional, I would advise that you either choose, you know, either businesses or consumers and don't try to put two... Um, communication target groups into one communications, um, no, yeah. Okay, well, well I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna call this. They probably but, had yeah. to cu cut some costs. So <laughs> there are more posters, but this one is they the, are not with 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 the, Vucic. Vucic has had the most, had, had the most one. beautiful one. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. What, Sandy? Why are we talking about this poster? Because it actually gave us. Um, are you answering your own question? Now? Yeah, it it it, 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 it <laughs> gave us an idea for the topic. Right. You, you, you can talk about the topic. No, no. <laughs> no go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Look, uh, so we had a theme based on this uh, based on this uh, kind of observation of this poster that we found. The theme is actually um, what does the reputation of a country mean? What effects does it have? What does what does what effect does it have the way people around the world view or think about your country or your region or your background? How does this affect their attitude towards you on a personal level, but also on a more maybe relevant to us business level? So how does this affect trade, entrepreneurship, uh, international relations, political level, 
This is the, the theme that we wanted to talk about when it comes to the Balkan region, the countries over there. You know, we've talked about this before as well. We've talked about in, instances here and there, how somebody thinks about Croatia or Bosnia or some stereotype. So we wanted to kind of take that topic on its own and go a little bit deeper into this. What effects does this have? So that's the topic of today, the reputation of the region around the world and the reputation of our identities as Western Balkans people and nations. That was one of the better introductions you've done. Ever? Probably. So do you think I could be a voice actor? Yes, you could. I, I, that's definitely a career choice for me. And like you could be a voice actor in the same line of thought that Vucic could be a poster child for something. For anime? No comment. Okay, sorry. But um, yeah, so Sani, let, let's start about the, the, this reputation topic. Okay. Does reputation matter to you? Do, do you think it matters in general? I think reputation is, in the end, everything somebody can have. Because if you have a good reputation, if you are, if you are in good standing with people, they can take everything away from you. Everything. You can be back on the street. If you have a good reputation, if you have good relations, if people have a good image of you, they trust you, they know who they can, who they're handling, doing business with, you will get back up on your horse right away. And the opposite is true, is true if you do not have a good reputation. So what, 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 let's define reputation because like I think reputation is also a word that brings a lot of you know, thoughts up with people and mm -hmm. people have a lot of different interpretations of, of what it means. How would you define reputation? Reputation is, uh, well, this is just me paraphrasing, but I would say it means that um, I would define it as the way people think about you, the image people have of you. Yeah, and that's maybe pulled, stretched out or you know, spread out among multiple people that know about you or of you. But also in, in relation to certain values, right? Because reputation all, always goes hand in hand with certain values. Well, that's part of it, of course, you know, but it's not all, all of it. So, but I think values are very important because people judge you by what they think your values are, the values that you kind of communicate directly or indirectly yeah. out into the world. So definitely, that's a big part of the reputation, I think, values. And, and when we look to, to reputation, so you say that's very important to, you know, if you're in a bad spot, people yeah. will help you out quicker or... or that's just an example. Yeah, it, it means, it means, it means like if, if you, you always keep it with you. It's like your, for example, experience. If you don't have any material gain or any material possessions anymore, if you lose all of it, you'll keep your experience, your knowledge, your, you know, relation to people. And that is something that will not go away overnight. That can help you to do good, to get back up on that horse, to do whatever you want again, because you can't, they can't take that away from you. Nobody can. So it's in the same kind of, let's say, conceptual arena as reputation, experience. But I'm quite sure that a lot of people would say when it's about reputation mm -hmm. that like the perception of a lot of people is it's sad that we need something like reputation that's important. That they say, 
oh, but it shouldn't matter what your reputation is. Right. It matters if you're good or you're not good. And well, look, well, how would you respond to those people? Oh, well, look, it's, it's, of course it matters. I mean, how else were people going to be able to judge whether or not it's fruit, it would be fruitful, safe, secure, or, you know, high potential to work with you in, in any way. If they, if all they have, you're asked, if you don't have any reputation you're asking people to take a chance with you and that's not always a bad thing but i don't think i've known anybody in my circle of people that i know that has done has given somebody some person or something just a random chance without any prior knowledge because that's what it is it's just okay i'm these are the things that i know about a person this is what i see these are the things that I pick up, subtle things or maybe obvious things in communication. This is my image of this person. And based on that, obviously, I'm going to it's going to influence the way I, you know, it, what I decide whether or not moving moving forward. So if somebody says, "But why does that matter? It just matters that I'm good that I have good quality." Well, how are people going to know by default that you provide good quality for anything as a person, as a, as a sparring partner, as a philosopher, as a producer of anything, a provider of services, how are they going to know? You got to have to, you're going to have to put that out into the world. And that's part of reputation. But I also think that's also due in, in some part to the, the relationship that reputation holds with popularity. Because there, there is a certain relationship there, you know. Mm -hmm. Like there they, is, a, there is a relation. Yeah, yeah. That's that, and that's very uh, can be very profound in certain certain cases. Yeah, and I think popularity has a bit more negative connotation. It might even go back to the very simplistic notion of you know the 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 grade school. Uh, you go outside, you have the cliques uh, in the high school. Same same sense. You have the cliques. You have the popular groups, the popular kids, less popular kids, and that. That's maybe kind of the first phase of life where a lot of people, younger people and kids are introduced into the concept of popularity and reputation mm -hmm. in a very direct way. And that that's the cause why a lot of younger people have a quite negative view of these terms, while people who are in business very much understand them. Do right. you feel, yeah. I, I understand what you mean. For, just a question, for example, for you, right? Do you know of anything or anybody that has a low popularity, but a very, but is very, but has a very big reputation? Of course, I, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, the, is there any examples of the opposite? So very small or not existent reputation, mm -hmm. but high popularity. That seems a bit well. Those, weird. those, um, those would be th those phenomena. You would group in maybe into hypes. You know, hypes are very. They're usually they are created around very small phenomena, but they gain a lot of popularity in a short amount of time. Hmm, maybe so, like, for example, cult films or something. Yeah, that's one example. But you could you could even uh, put this parable on certain political parties if you would go that far. You have political parties who are very, uh, which have no reputational uh, strength when it comes to actual politics, mm -hmm. but who are know, very popular. Uh, who are very popular and come up very quickly. Right. So there are also a lot of examples of the other end. Are these like typically you would say populist parties, or well, not if, always? It, 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 if I think it's in the word, you have to be. Um, 
let's put it that way. Like I've known very few uh, non-populist parties who have become very popular in a short amount of time. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's kind of, yeah, the definition where populism comes from, that it's very short term based. Mm-hmm. But okay, this is a very different topic, but yeah, this is one, meta. you know, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, we could do another podcast on this, but yeah. Um, but I think the point is a bit that reputation is not, not always directly positively viewed, I think, by a lot of people uh, as a concept, you know, as a fundamental concept. Right. So, right. So people, for example, they don't see it as something that's good or positive or needed or. Yeah. Or as something that should hold value. I think that's the key thing. Right. Right. Like, right. Should, should, should reputation hold value? And I think for people in business, it's yes. very, um, you know, straightforward. I, I need to know your reputation in order to do business with you. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of, for a lot of other people, people who are maybe not that active in business or, you know, that they um, more like they experience it more um, subconsciously, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you buy certain brands or go in supermarket, you're always influenced by reputations, but it's less, um, you know, at the top of your mind. I understand. Yeah. So one thing that, that would maybe be a logical question when somebody hears this is a question that I maybe had was, okay, let's concede that reputation is important. If you're just starting out with anything, doesn't matter if it's business or some other endeavor or whatever, if you don't have a reputation, but it is required for people to want to work with you or do some sort of transaction with you, how do you get started? How do you break through that ice, that wall, let's say? Well, if you ask me, this is a perfect segue into our uh, specific domain, which is the Western Balkans. Right. Because if you'd say, when you look towards the Western Balkans nowadays, you, I don't think a lot of people would say that the region has a very strong international reputation when it comes to business. But um, we are, you know, that's also part of our work. We are every day trying to, you know, breakthrough and get more attention for the business opportunities that exist in the region. Mm-hmm. So then let's make it very concrete. How would you break through then as, let's say, uh, the, the Western Balkan region to make yourself more attractive for business? Right. Well, I think in general, so backing up a little bit again, I'm sorry for the people that always you know, want a very coherent linear story. But if you take, for example, starting out in business, right? So when I started out in business in 2015, um, the chances of getting a cooperation or getting a client, they're small, but they're not non-existent. It's like a percent percentage game, right? And basically, as you, you try really hard to get a client, you get your first client, eventually, you have to invest a lot of effort to get that first client. You're, after you've got your first one, the, your chances of getting your second one, of course, are now slightly bigger, not too much. But if you keep doing that, your chances of getting new clients- Snowball Snowball. Yeah. That's the snowball. Yeah, exactly. So basically when people, I think when, to answer my own question- Oh, you're so, you're such a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah, but to answer my own question, Sandro, <laughs> There's always going to be somebody, if you try, if you put yourself out there, that wants to do business. Then your job as a business, in this case, of course, the Balkans as a country, 
or as a person from that, is to make sure that once you get that business, that you do it well, that you leave a good impression. And I promise you, I promise you, no, you won't get rich overnight, not in a year, not in two or three or five years, but keep doing that, keep doing it well, and reputation and popularity will increase and your odds of generating new business will grow exponentially. On top of all the experiences that you need, like say your skills, your experience required to become better at doing what you do. And that's also true for countries in a broader sense. Well, maybe a good example when you look towards you know our favorite region, talk about tourism and the coast of Croatia. Mm. That's, I think, part of, of you know, when you're, when you're talking about popular industries and um, industries with a good reputation, um, you know, we, we even had, you know, Sander Schilmpending here talk about, you know, how great it is to go to Croatia. And yeah. I think that that industry is a very good example of if you have a high standard, if you do well and do it for a long time and, you know, it, it helps having beautiful nature and a beautiful coastline. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, kind of, they, it's kind of a doing a cheat, cheat code. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of cheat code <laughs> that I, I will admit. Yeah. But you know, we're taking what we can here. This is a very good example. And I think it is an example of how if you have something that's consistent, that's good. And let's be honest, like tourism in Croatia, is, is it is organized quite well. Um, so I think that's a good example if you do well. Uh, over on time. a consistent basis, yeah, and you keep doing it, that people will come and people will be interested and you'll have a good reputation, um, which might even become too good. Um, and Game of Thrones finds Dubrovnik and <laughs> uh, uh, swamps Dubrovnik with tourists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which quit, which stopped now because of Corona, but we're not talking about Corona. But one so, thing one thing that to, to add to that, that's I think a very, very important aspect that people often do not realize is that it took 25, 30 years for Croatia to, to get where it was. So it will take, not maybe not that long, but it will take you many, many years at any country and at any business, any individual, many years to get to a very decent level with anything, with business success, trade, education. So it can't happen too fast. People need to be aware of this. It, it just takes years. That's kind of the natural process of things. And if you want to take the specific example of Dubrovnik even, like Dubrovnik has been there for how many hundreds, if not thousand years. Uh, people just now found it because of a, some random TV series who, <laughs> who put it in, in as, 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 a, as a location for that TV series. So maybe also an uh, example of you just have to keep on going at it. And one time you get lucky and then you're, yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's not say that the Dubrovnik model is... Um, super great for every business because you don't want to get swamped like that. But I think it's a, it's a good example of you know what can what can happen if you just keep at it. Just just to throw in a random inspirational quote, I don't know who said it, but it's somebody. It's probably Churchill. You know, half half right. of the quotes which you don't know are Churchill or, or really? Vucic, but that's uh, or Vucic. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. This could be Vucic, yeah. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. But, um, All right, let's go on. Okay. Let's so, move on. so yeah, because let's let's stay with the, with the Balkans. If you if you would have to characterize the international reputation of the region, what are the main points which people know us by? What do you think? 
Right. So the very big lines, your big lines, the big lines, the big lines. right. So the obvious ones are usually um, kind of negative uh, com- uh, pertaining to war or poverty or corruption. Those are like the big negative ones. And I think, you know, especially when it comes to kind of the, the war aspect, it's not incorrect. Definitely, since well, it's, it's yeah, it's a kind of fact that it happens. It happens, yeah, <laughs> so definitely. So it's can't change history. Exactly. So that's something that's a big negative one. When it comes to the positive ones, I think, um, not not maybe not everybody in the younger generations, but especially maybe the older generations, the generations of our maybe our parents or you know, that's a lot of people still, they would know Yugoslavia and those countries, maybe even the countries after, after Yugoslavia by, uh, sports, by sports names, a very positive yeah, one. Yeah, sports names are. People that go there on vacation, they're usually, the vast majority are very positive when it comes to tourism, nature, let's say, the beauty of the countries themselves, nature, sea, um, and the people who are always very hospitable. That's all also correct. Thing right. That's here. something you, you know, the food, stuff like that. So these are kind of the positive things when it comes to, um, uh, let's say business, it's kind it kind of varies. I think it, it varies because there's this obvious kind of disparity between, some countries being in the EU, others not, some countries having more internal kind of political things going on, others, you know, are more stable. And that all kind of influences what people think or would consider to be a good place to do business. In general, I think people are positive, but there's still a lot of, I think, from what I've seen and heard, a lot of negative experiences pertaining to countries in the region. And usually these are stories from the late 90s, the 2000s. A lot of the countries there were still very much busy organizing their own kind of states and laws and systems. Yeah, getting used to the to the whole the, point of being an individual country. Exactly. So a lot of young democracies still very early in their prime with a lot of things still going wrong or high potential for to go wrong something the last 10 years 2010 to 2020 i would say that is something you saw was very much improved a lot of different initiatives trade industry cooperations so you see this development but that's recent. So we said it took 25, 30 years for Croatia to get this image of a very popular, good tourist destination for sea and sun. We're only, we're not even on half. So let's, even if we assume, and that's not even the case for all countries, but even if we assume that th- this change started at around 2010, these image for doing, this image for doing business with these countries, we're still not on half. At the, at the half point, we're going to have to keep improving for the next 15, 20 years, doing our best and making sure that all the cooperations that we have are done well, are done in in good relation with people. We do, we offer quality services, quality products. We show the world that as individuals we're professional, as our companies can provide what is required of them, working 
with the latest international quality standards, all these things. And we're going to have to do this for the next couple of decades. And I see a future. I see a future that's quite bright because you see the, you see, you see the potential right now with a lot of pockets of industry and good uh, high quality services and products in different places popping up, startup environments, uh, manufacturing, agriculture, tourism, obviously. So that's my take on the reputation. Amen, brother. Amen. That was good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, but also one of the very interesting factors when it comes to, um, when you're talking about the big lines of reputation of the region, one factor that's very big, you know, we're a part of it too, is the diaspora. When you look, you know, how many countries internationally or in general can say that they effectively have ambassadors all over the world, um, some of which are there voluntary, some of which are there involuntary, but let's not, not talk about that. But ha they are there, have these amb ambassadors who can, um, and a lot, lot of times do promote the country um, in their new new countries, let's put it new in air quotes. And not a lot of them do that actively, I think. It's kind of more indirectly. Like just yeah, but small... that's what I mean. You know, like, right. like, you know, one example we always use when it comes to doing business is that like for a lot of countries, let's say West or Western companies, you know, who, who, are, who don't have any experience with working in, in the Western Balkan region, you know, that there are people who are, you know, diaspora, who maybe came there before in the, in the Gastarbeiter time or who came there during the 90s, who work at these companies and who at some point in time have the idea to maybe, uh, you know, these will be smaller companies maybe a lot of times, uh, suggest something to the boss. So, hey, it might be interesting to go to Serbia, Bosnia, Macedonia, Northern Macedonia, Albania. Let's let's go look over there. Why didn't you look over there? You go to, you know, Poland, Czech Republic, you go to uh, Asia, whatever. Why don't take a look there? And that's the, the first step a lot of times. You know, we, we use this story a lot of times. And I do think that this diaspora is the big potential group which you have, which, which can support uh, the reputation you have. But it can also, of course, you know, when you have negative experiences, you know, you know the way it goes. If you have ne negative experiences, you might label the entire group or the entire country or area as negative. But it can also work in a positive way. So it goes definitely, both ways. Definitely, also definitely, yeah. So I think for diaspora has a unique position and, and also role to play in that. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a challenging position actually because for the people that are outside of their uh, countries of origin, the diaspora, the people that are still in those countries, oftentimes they kind of feel that diaspora should. Like they feel the diaspora needs to have an obligation to kind of do something back. Like the diaspora, need, come on, you know, you should do this out of love. And why aren't you help? Well, a lot of, so this kind of sentiment I've met, I've, I've seen it before, right? Yeah, I not, have to, I not, have to. Not a lot, don't worry, not everybody, not a lot of people, but I've seen it before. So the sentiment of, so you're from diaspora, well, come on, you, you guys, you have, you have the money to invest and you, 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 you're over there. It's much, so you should, and you sh you're capable. And why, you know, why aren't you a lot of people like in diaspora, just like any other random person, that's not diaspora is not going to work. If of course, if you're smart, if you know anything, you're not going to work with the region, with a company that's just unreputable. 
you're not going to make a poor business decision just because you're diaspora. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that, but the point then is from that, from that is that you have the diaspora. There's, they're a huge, they can be a huge tool and resource for the countries of origin for their, for example, for Bosnia, Serbia, but they're not, you can't take diaspora for granted because they can be used as a force of positive, of good positively. But if you can't offer them something to work with, quote unquote, you know, diaspora can't help you. It will be wasted potential. So it will be wasted potential. So you, it's a two way street. Diaspora, of course, they need to, when they see the opportunity, they should be enticed. Obviously nobody should feel obligated to do anything, but they should feel, you know, if they want to work on improving business relations or something with their home region. While on the other end, the people there, the parties there, governments there, the businesses there should provide quality cooperation, services, products, trade, everything. So that diaspora can actually, with a sound heart, present the region, sell the region. But do you feel that... Uh, on the other end, you know, because now we're talking about the diaspora and what they should do, should do in the region, and that that should be a two-way street. Wholeheartedly agree. Both parties, both sides, diaspora and their home country, they can't take each other for granted. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. But do you f uh, feel that diaspora has a certain obligation to promote the region um, in their home countries? You know, the other way around. I don't understand what you mean. Do you mean the diaspora in their home countries in their new countries, you know, where they where they move to? Okay. Do they have an obligation to promote where they're from or the region no. regardless in where uh, No, you know? they don't have an obligation to do that. That's what I kind of meant. Nobody should feel obligated to do anything. Yeah, okay. So so so, yeah. bas so basically what I mean by that, it being a two-way street is that the countries where they're from should should present themselves in such a way that the diaspora, even if, even the, those diaspora that aren't, let's say, kind of have, have a lot of love for their home, because some people, they don't care. They just leave and they never come back. They don't look back. That happens. Even those people should be enticed to work with the region just because there's so much to offer, so much quality to offer and opportunities and not expecting anything of, like you can't expect, like we said, you can't expect anybody, diaspora or not, to to do business with a shitty, you know, offering on the other side. It has to be good. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, sure. it's a two-way street. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's why I mean, diaspora is a very strong tool, but don't take it for granted. And the other way, of course, as well. And so how can we... You know, because there are certain positive elements, like one of the ones I personally find very interesting is the sports one. So I think you, because you mentioned, you know, in the past we had famous, you know, the, the Yugoslav sports and the whole region was famous for their sports, you know, and they would be, be good at a lot of sports. And Who's your favorite former Yugoslav uh, uh, um, sportsman? Um, hmm. Athlete. That's the right word. Athlete. Drazen Petrovic. 
Petrovic. Petrovic. NBA, man. Yeah. But nah. Tony Kukoc is also good. So, it's, uh, are you watching The Last Dance? Oh, no, man. No, you no. should. I should, yeah. Great. Why? Great, great, great uh, sport documentary. Oh, but also in general, oh, wow. if you, if you don't like sports, even then it's amazing. Okay, because it's about the you know the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, where Tony Kukoc also played for okay. a second uh, three peat. Um, great watch, you know Tony Kukoc, young years, amazing. As a basketball fan, can very much uh, um, you know advise you to. Okay, to, okay, to go and sounds watch. good. Yeah, but uh, you know Petrovic was also phenomenal, of course. But I've, um, you can also look at modern you know, sports right now, like. I've had a co-worker once say, uh, once say that if all the former Yugoslav countries were still one country right now, and um, also all the all the people who fled in diaspora, so the, you know, and also the people like Ibrahimovic, you know, who is Swedish on on <laughs> air quotes, but you know, you know, he's Bosnian. If you've seen his nose, you know, he's Bosnian. So um, putting you know putting them all together as one team, and they would play you know this year that they would win the World Cup. Probably, yeah. But on the, I mean, amazing athletes from the Balkans. And the same with, oh, by the way, with Albanians and Kosovars. You know, she's like, have you seen half the team of Switzerland? <laughs> They're yeah. basically all, all, all Albanians and Kosovars. So. But, but don't you think that maybe there's also this aspect of the fact that, so I, I think that there's, um, this is my own kind of hypothesis, but I think it very much uh, positively affected the, careers of a lot of these athletes the fact that they did end up leaving and playing in different environments and had to compete more and they were more downtrodden you understand well, of than- course you have to leave at a certain point like when you're when you're Drazen Petrovic you can't stay in playing in uh, in, in Croatia or in, in all your but all I mean, your years you yeah. have to go to the NBA at a certain point but then one, one of the things that I found interesting is that a lot of those people have become ambassadors for the region in a certain way, even if it's just by, you know, the you see the last name on your TV screen at the, at the football game if Jovetic scored a goal, you know, just just a random one. But, you know, that that's something that, that people see, which is very visible because, you know, our last names are just very recognizable. So, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of, Western people, or air quotes again, uh, see, and that sports is always, almost always, uh, has positive connotations. You know, of you know, working hard, this battle between powers and being on the peak of your uh, physical capabilities and you know, athletics. That because of you know what sports is is fundamentally organized as, that it has become. You know, like I would argue that sports are the the greatest positive export which the Western Balkans have have had in, in the, the last 50 years and maybe even for the next 10 years or I don't know. But it is something which is very visible, very powerful and says a lot about the mentality too. You know, my dad was a pro handball player and his mentality about the game and about what it means to compete is so different than, because I've played handball here in the Netherlands too for a few years, so different. Like my dad coached for a few years in the Netherlands and he, um, the first time he, he, he learned about the term that Dutch players, when they would lose a game, they would say too bad that we lost. My dad, he went berserk. He said too bad. What's too bad? Like you lost because you are not as good as the other team. So you should ver- work extra hard now to become better. So don't you come with any too bad 
you know, it will be better next time. You have to work now. You know, and that mentality is so different. But I think that's something that speaks that's, volumes uh, and is very positive when it comes to the reputation of the people and the mentality and everything. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, but that's general for sports. And it, okay, so I see. It's it's a mentality that's very vis visible when you have uh, athletes on the field and the world is watching during a World Cup, for example. And that has a that can have a very positive impact on how the world thus sees your country when they see, let's say, an underdog nation performing unexpectedly well. For example, what happened with Croatia in the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, oh, Croatia, everybody knows who Croatia is, you know. And that, that I mean, even and, that. And it's still right now, what was the, the, the last uh, World Cup final, was it? Or European Cup? I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It they, was the final. Croatia. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I mean. Small-ass country. Exactly. Gets to the finals. Right, right, right. So, so sports is a very, even though it's kind of silly when you look at, I mean, it's not silly, but I mean, it's kind of silly that it is, it is, it has such an influence on a lot of, on the opinion on a lot of different other topics somebody has of a nation. You, you don't, you, for example, you don't know how things are organized, for example, in Croatia. Yeah. But you're going to love it because you like Modric. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> right? so weird. It's like, you don't, you don't know anything, but the fact that it kind of helps to shape your image of a people, that's definitely, I mean, you're right. That's definitely a very important aspect. Yeah, I think, but sports. Th that, that's, you know, the point, it gives you that first step, you know, it gives you the, the, the first, you know, space, you know, the first amount of headspace mm, yeah. with somebody who will say that, okay, you know, I don't know anything about Croatia, but I like Modric. If you have something to say about Croatia, yeah, I'll I'll listen to it, mm. you know, and it gives you that first step, and I think that's why sports is such a great ambassador for the region and should be um, maybe institutionally even used more as as this ambassador role. Um, of course, a lot of sports, if if it's not about the national team, is is market and business and commercial, and you know, I I understand that, but I think it's very very important to uh, try to to see how can we use these elements and these things which we are good at and have a good reputation in um for the for the bro for the bigger good and the, the broader good um of the region even in a business sense right right so are there other things besides sports that you would say could could potentially influence the reputation of the balkan region well and i would in a similar way i would i would also say that you know we our history is is difficult you know, powder keg of Europe, we know it, 90s, uh, 40s, and keep going on. We we know that. But the history also gives, you know, it's it's not it's not black and white. It's not like, oh, everything's bad or everything was great. Or it's, it's not like that. But I think the history also gives, um, it's such a unique background. You know, when you look at Bosnia, it's, it, was, it was the meeting point of basically three civilizations and cultures for hundreds of years. And that has created such a unique situation, which if you have some kind of cultural interest or historic interest or anything, and you can look past the, the, the superficial stories of the 90s, there's such a rich history to explore and to learn about, which tells you a lot about people in general, uh, how, how humans interact, how certain processes happened in history, um, 
and yeah, just 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 has so much knowledge. And I think that's also something which could be harnessed and and promoted in such a better way than this now. But it doesn't happen because a lot of times we just don't go p- beyond the superficialities of the 90s, mm. which um, is too bad. I really think that there is I'm, something there. I'm, there. There's bound to, I'm, I'm so sure that there's people listening right now and they're like, yeah, you're just saying these things because you're from there, you know? Like, yeah, right, you know? I've, I've had these conversations with people and it's very difficult to kind of, Convince them to 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 read a Wikipedia page. To read a, exactly. So it's like you're just saying this because ah, okay, whatever, you know. It's it's but but that's also not your target audience in these cases. Your target audience is usually very niche, very niche. So when it's when it comes to t- specific topics, when it comes to tourism, you're you have a different audience. When it comes to business, you have a different audience. When you you know, so you're going to talk to people that like adventure. You're gonna present them with Bosnia and all the, you know, the the the, the hills and all the castles and whatever. Lake Ohrid, Northern Macedonia, Albania. Exactly. The mountains, Slovenia. Everything. You have everything. You don't have exactly. You don't have to like convince. Power them plant in Belgrade. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, <laughs> that is some next level shit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but, but I mean. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a challenge, but I I would say it's not impossible, and we're well on underway. Let's say it's changing, it's changing to for the better. Now, would you say that there are that there are differences in how people perceive the various countries, or is it more the current countries? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of course there are differences, and they, they are uh, observable. But I think that that's like something that's that's diverging more and more because you can, you know, we have our beautiful map also, which we can point at right now, which is very practical mm-hmm. for us. But you can also understand that that certain parts of, you know, the, the Slovenia and Croatia, those countries which are you know, already in the EU right now, um, are going along a different path right now than, let's say, um, Montenegro and uh, Albania. You know, those countries um, still have more more to do to get on that path, but it's also diverging in that sense. I think you could argue that in 2000, they were a lot closer together because the, you know, very simply said, the time when they were unified was was not as not long ago. So I think those nationalities are, those reputations are diverging. I think some are he- headed in a more positive direction. Some are headed in a more negative direction, but that's all, always up, up and down. You know, there's no... No straight line up, straight line down, uh, which is very character- characterizing for the region in, in, in general. But yeah, I digress. So um, differences, yeah. Um, most profound, I think, the, the, the differences between the countries which are uh, in the EU already and which are not. Um, and uh, of course, maybe the cultures and the international relations they hold. So it also depends on who you ask. Of you course, know, Because yeah. if you ask... Uh, uh, Russian, what do you think about the Western Balkans? You'll, you know, statistically probably start about Serbia and how they love Serbia, um, and a lot less likely to start talking about Albania. If you ask a Turkish person, it'll be the other way around. You know, a lot bigger chances they start talking about Bosnia and Albania, and not about Croatia or Serbia. Now you, you catch my drift. So it's also very much in the eye of the beholder, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. So how, how have you? 
experienced the Yugoslav identity as a strong one in your professional pers- Ask personal Ask my dad. Life. He still f- says he's an ex-Yugoslav. He won't say he's Bosnian. Mm. So, but, I mean, he's from the older generation. He's from the older generation. But would you say, for example, the younger generation? Well, there are there are groups, I think. Is that strong? There was this, um, this girl once who did a master thesis at um, the university where I also studied, who um, researched... Um, the, the, the Yugoslav identity among second and third generation. So who are born abroad, but in what sense that also was uh, present. And I think it was a very small group. That It is something that's a lot more with older generations. There are yeah. some, you know, I, w- I was raised with a very Yugoslav uh, message. You know, my parents will always say, we're ex-Yugoslavs. You know, my, my parents gave up their Bosnian passports when they uh, came into the Netherlands. They said like, I don't want the Bosnian nationality because I don't feel Bosnian. So, you know, those people exist. I was raised that way, a um, bit different now, but raised that way. So um, that that's something. And I think in her research, it was like 17% or something. Yeah, it's a small you know, group. Small right? group. It's, yeah. it's smaller than the ones which say I, I have, you know, X, Y, Z uh, identity. Um, the Yugoslav one is, is, is it, it is uh, yeah. Uh, decreasing. Yeah. But I yeah, mean that's, that's, that's yeah. I think it won't it won't stop decreasing. Uh, but it it is too bad because I think in a certain sense it when, doesn't when have you to look, be negative. I would say. Yeah. But but, no, but, that, no, but yeah, what, what I wanted to say was that I think that the Yugoslav identity, with the flaws, you know, it, it ended on a on a low. Let's put it like that. But it had a lot of positive connotations, which you might lose now with the new, um, you know, n- the new identities, which are more tied to the individual countries. Because the Yugoslav identity held some value with older generation, um, in the Western countries, older generation, who um, simply said are the, 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 the biggest groups who do business and who own companies Today, who, yeah. who do all these things. They have no experience with Northern Macedonia, with, with they, all, they always say, still say Macedonia, you know, with all, the, all, those, all those countries, with Bosnia, Herzegovina, with Croatia, whatever. Yeah. They may, might have been on holiday there. That's it. So... I think that's also that that puts you back a little bit, you know. That that puts you back in the reputational uh, segment because you have to have to build new reputations. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, of course. So that's something that's just kind of ine- inevitable. That that's what people. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. It's uh, it's it's it it, ha- it is too bad. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, to kind of to be expected that that's happened. Let's say it didn't fall apart for no reason that is true no, yeah. no but I, like i won't argue that you know and those, yeah. are, those are all we can we can talk for hours everybody from the western balkans can talk about uh, for, for hours about that but let's not um you know i've been watching it uh, looking at this vucic picture the whole, the whole podcast <laughs> he's, he's in so. front of your it's very face. very intimidating looking at it but okay so sanir i want to i want to pull it back you know make like some kind of concluding end to this to this uh, story what uh, can we do? Because you uh, you mentioned it very nicely in the beginning. Like, what can we do to improve that reputation as a region? As what a we can do is that on an individual level, as people, as individuals, we have to realize that the situation is not going to be any different than it's going to take a long time. And we need to accept that, embrace that, be okay with that, and do our best to to improve, to make our lives a little better every day, 
to look for opportunities to not just our own lives, but to improve our communities, our cities, our countries, wherever you are. And this can be done through, you know, through one-on-one relations with people, through maybe if you work in some government or some NGO or organization, or if you're in business, engage in that, in that kind of activity, do your best and keep doing your best. It's going to take a while. And we can't expect people, don't take anybody or anything for granted. We can't expect people to like us because we have such amazing chivapi or whatever. It is important though, the chivapi. It is very important and we love them, but not everybody does. So by the way, just a side note, a Chinese poster on my wedding, yeah. there were there were a couple of uh, friends, uh, me and my wife, they, they came to the wedding as well, but they were Chinese. Oh, really? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've never met anybody in my life. Did they did. come because they saw this beautiful poster or was it just for the wedding? Yeah, I, I tricked them. I, they, they asked me if I was getting married in Serbia. And yeah. And yeah, yeah, of course. And then they came <laughs> to the Bosnia. Plans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, well, damn. And then yeah. I showed them the, and then they, we went for Chivapi and they were the first person, people ever in my life to not like Chivapi. Really? Right. It's like, was it, was it the like onion? Or? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't remember. They didn't like it. It was not like disgusting, but it's just, I don't know why, what's the big, what the big deal is. And of course, as a Bosnian, that hurt my soul, like real deep. But like, you know, you know why, why they said that? Because they were Sarajevsky Chivap. Sarajevsky and they were, they, they were not Banyaluchki. See? Banyaluchki Chivap. Okay. So, but you, you were on a good tear that's, that's, before that, you went on to the Chivap. That's, that's the, um, that's the real, the real, uh, the real like conflict in Bosnia, Banja Lučki versus Sarajevski Chevapi. And you also way. have Travnik, which does something, but they also have not, no, I, nobody. Yeah, they, nobody cares about their their version. Of course they do. I like it's okay. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> if you're from Travnik, don't hate us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's I. So um, um, why should I would, we improve? Yeah. Why? How? Well, how? I, how well, I think we I said I mentioned everything that I wanted to mention. Basically, just accept that it's going to take time. Keep doing your best um, for yourself, for your community, your family, for your city, in any way you can. Right. No. And 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 be patient. And things will change. Things are already changing. Right. People. Some maybe people don't see that because they're in the moment. But if you compare things as they were ten years ago with how they are today. Today is vastly better and, you know, let alone 20 years ago, things were, of course, things aren't perfect, right? Everybody sees that, but keep doing your best. Keep working hard. Keep staying positive, looking for good, good relations and cooperations and provide, present yourself, provide quality, expect it from others and provide it yourself. Well said, well said. Well, on that bombshell, I would say... Um, thank you all for listening to the reputational podcast for this one. It was good. Very, very. It was focused. good, right? Yeah, it was yeah. so focused. We were talking about the real topic this time. Damn, I think I think people are gonna are gonna really enjoy this. Like, put it in in their ears and listen yeah. to this. And make, yeah. but n- next time we'll have a guest again. By the way, guys, so uh, go and look forward to that. Oh yeah, we, we do again. have we have a Surprised. guest. So we'll be 
will be even better again. You won't just have to listen to the two What's of us. What's the topic without without mentioning the guest's name? Because that is still a surprise. What's the topic? Uh, tourism. I tourism. Guess. Why Why the region is the most beautiful region in the world. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. But uh, yeah, so Sani, yeah. I want to thank you very much again. Alexander no. Vucic post poster. I want to thank, thank you, you very much uh, for giving us this inspiration for this subject. And maybe uh, we'll, maybe we'll like uh, change our standard intro tune to an anime intro tune. We we can do this um, if you have the time to edit this. I will. I probably don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, great podcast, Sandro. Thank you, Sandro. So leave that there. That uh, everybody, Sandro. Maybe you can do the outro. Like, how do you, you know, mention, maybe mention our, our social media and all that. Go ahead. Yeah, just, yeah, everybody can follow us on social media. We post uh, beautiful excerpts of this podcast every time. Yeah, yeah. So you can follow us for that. Next time you'll see who the guest is before the episode is uploaded on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and on Facebook. So yeah, go follow us, uh, WBBG official uh, on Instagram and the regular Facebook one. And uh, I hope Vucic follows us. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you're listening... See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Balkan Talks. Don't forget to follow the Western Balkans Business Group on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, and at WBBG Official on Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a positive review and follow our podcast to stay up to date on all our future uploads. You might also want to check out any of the other episodes of the Balkan Talks, which are available online. If you would like to learn more about the Western Balkans and all the opportunities that exist in the region, please contact WBBG at www.wbbusinessgroup.com. WBBG, connecting the Balkans. Thank <laughs> you.